nerds and ne'er-do-wells, it's AJ here, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Well, what can I say, with fuel prices skyrocketing, you find us draped in blankets recording this podcast in front of a burning oil drum full of our hopes and dreams. You'll see this week's episode is noticeably shorter than usual. Mostly because I need to rush off to sell a kidney to pay for the three-bar fire and hot water bottle on the black market. Things have got so bad I've started insulting Jada Pinkett Smith regularly, just so Will can beat some feeling back into my cold, dead face. Anyway, as ever, it's worth noting that everyone involved in the production of this podcast is a professionally trained wankhammer, and as such... Most of the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. So, be warned, this podcast is filthier than Hugh Hefner's Hooverbag. Listener discretion is advised. But hell, you didn't come here to listen to me yarp on now, did you? So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join us for this week's episode of The Adventurer's Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. Shall we give this a go? We're recording again. After all of the fucking technical difficulties, let's give this a whirl. If this doesn't work, nothing will. Right, a quick recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they found themselves banged up in Nutbush Penitentiary, the punishment for all of their crimes against humanity. Located on the southernmost tip of the continent, the penitentiary overlooked the Azure Seas. Sadly, it wasn't a holiday for the gang, who found themselves rough-housed a little as they arrived for check-in. The welfare officer, Hilga Broomshaft, overseeing them being covered in lye and hosed down with freezing cold water. Escorted across the site, they took in all of the amenities, such as the canteen and the exercise yard, finally arriving at their cells. Tati and Maud, sharing a cell, soon settled in, getting to know the locals. The locals, in this case, being a large spider that Maud terrorised and declared to be her sworn mortal enemy. The spider scuttling off back into its shadowy hole, threatening to lay eggs in her nose while she slept. In the other cell, Belsiar was whisked away to the penitentiary doctor called Clifford Waxley and had his arrow wounds fixed up. Hanash, using this alone time to steal all of Belsiar's bedding and fluff up his own nest. And if you think that sounds like a euphemism, that's because it is. And that just leads Aris... Dobulus, who wound up in a jail cell with a stranger, sitting very still. The cleric stared over with fear in his eyes at the figure sitting on the bed opposite him. A robust man, dressed all in black, wearing a cream-coloured porcelain mask, calmly sharpening an improvised blade. And that is where we will pick up today's episode. Didn't you, um, when you, after you stole all of Belsiar's bedding, didn't you, didn't you just have a wank? Yeah, but I didn't, want, I didn't want to put that. I mean, that's just crass. It is crass. People don't tune into <laughs> this for improvised danger wangs. I think if you take a look at the audience analytics. <laughs> just, just drop us a comment if, uh, if you want more. <laughs> comment. If you want more wanky comments. <laughs> Slide into Hanash's DMs if you want to see more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
We should do this now. I actually put. Speaking of um, of, of job applications, speaking of danger wanks. Speaking of danger wanks, I put in the about me section. I was like, "What's some interesting stuff I can put?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I play D and D, and and we started a, a podcast. And here's a link to the podcast." And I thought, "No, I won't put the link in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that we do a podcast." To, to be fair, I do tell people, and I put it about there, but I'm always slightly terrified who listens to this thing. <laughs> Improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry at his absolute best. Right, we've already burned through nearly 50% of the game time with me dicking about trying to get my browser to connect. So, let's assume that you spend an unpleasant night's sleep, your first night in Nutbush Penitentiary, each of you trying to find the sweet spot in your mattress. A mattress that is full of springs and stains and lumps. And generally, you've got to find the one position to try and get a good night's sleep. As in the dark, you hear various cries and screams uttering out from the other rooms and cells in the corridors of the penitentiary. Hanash, you have a bad night's sleep. You can almost see Agrami's face staring at you. As you close your eyes, knowing that he's probably watching you from the other side of the corridor through the bars. Aristobulus doesn't get a wink of sleep as he keeps one eye open watching the porcelain masked man, who also apparently doesn't sleep, and also just sits upright, sharpening blades. So, uh, how was he left let in with this porcelain mask? Is he, like, horrifically deformed and real? Don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to metagame. Who's to say? I mean, you can't see the porcelain mask. Only Aristobulus can. It's a neutral-faced porcelain mask. Possibly something you might see in an opera performance or something like that. We can't say the name of it, though, just in case it's not public domain. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) The ghost of the... The ghost of the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's public domain. Winnie the Pooh's. Like- yeah, this is the first. This is the first episode where we can finally use Winnie the Pooh as a. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, honey trap. A generic donkey wanders into the jail cell, looking sad. Is, is this where we finally need a producer to ask these questions to? <laughs> so, do we get a long rest then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the point of all of that was you can you can have a long rest. If we achieve nothing else in this episode, all of you will have a long rest. Woo-woo! I've taken my long rest. Thank good, because I have one health currently. Yeah, I need, um, need to do the same thing for Aristobulus, because he apparently only has ten health left. Also, if any of our listeners are currently incarcerated and would like to write to us from prison, we would very much appreciate the feedback as to how accurate Nutbush Penitentiary is. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest when I wrote this, I'm not 100% sure I know the difference between a penitentiary and a jail. But, no, a, a penitentiary and a prison, I do know the difference between jail and prison. Is there a difference? I assume a penitentiary and prison are the same thing, but penitentiary just sounds cooler? Yeah, because, yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Wasn't there a thing about this on Family Guy when, when Stewie asks Brian what a correctional facility is and Brian's just like, it's just a prison. And Stewie just goes, ah, one would think one could just say that. <laughs> well, maybe. But, you know, we are pedants if we are nothing else. And, uh, you know, if there is any kind of user feedback, we would we would happily take it. You're the um, DM. There can be any, can mean anything you want it to be. 
I guess when I wake up, I'm gonna... Having, having failed to hide my dagger the previous day, I'm gonna hide the dagger, like, underneath my shitty mattress somewhere where, like, on the opposite side of the bed or something. Somewhere where it can't be easily seen. Under Maud's mattress? No, my mattress. Oh, on your mattress, right. Because no criminal has ever thought to hide a weapon under their mattress. Oh. <laughs> As you lift up the mattress, you find a very old fossilized adult magazine under the far corner of the mattress. It's elf porn. <laughs> Talk to me about this elf porn. <laughs> what's, what, what, what's on page 54? <laughs> you got to skip right to the good stuff. <laughs> Page 54 is a um, agony aunt section <laughs> about how a young elf has got very sore palms of his hands from waxing his bow shaft. <laughs> and he's worried that he he practices with his bow so often that his string may snap. Uh, the, the agony aunt points out to him that this is perfectly normal for a young elf and that he should have nothing to worry about as elves have very good eyesight and he couldn't possibly go blind <laughs> obviously for safety reasons this is a prison the staples have been removed from the porno mag uh, so that they cannot be fashioned into an improvised weapon so it's just it's just it's essentially just like loose paper so the porno mag isn't the porno mag is, is fine to bring in it's just the staples like there are a lot yeah, of porno yeah, yeah 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 nobody's ever, nobody's ever fashioned an improvised weapon out of pornography <laughs> if it was contraband it would still have the staples but it's it's sanctioned by the <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah, yeah they yeah, sell yeah. in the tote shop yeah I like the commissary. Um, okay. Is there, um... Can I, uh, use the, um... Can I use the porno mag to... <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's not how I'd start that sentence, if that's what I wanted. You'd have to do it with disadvantage, as you're missing fingers. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, I know exactly. Tati knows exactly how to how to how to get his business done. <laughs> so I'm very precise. Using his feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna use the um, use the stacked sheets of the porno mag underneath the mattress and put the dagger underneath it. So hang on, your idea is to hide your dagger underneath six sheets of pornography. Underneath a mattress. Well, I mean, if it's only, if it's only six sheets of paper, then that's not really a magazine. That's just a few sheets of paper. I'm just a little bit worried we're going to be sued. Is the princess and the pea in the public domain? Or... <laughs> the princess and the knife wrapped in porn. <laughs> <laughs> that famous fairy tale. This is getting a bit mad. Yeah, nice. I'm liking this so far. Okay, okay, good. So um, make me a sleight of hand check. So what you do notice about the pornography is that it is not the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's only about 10 sheets. So you're not really able to wedge the mattress up that high with it. But what you do notice is that there's a hole in the bottom of the mattress, which exposes some of the stuffing and springs. And you manage to fist the dagger. That sounds wrong now that I say it. I don't know how you could have said that and it not would have sounded wrong. You manage to insert your dagger 
into the mattress. Your little hands moving into the stale stuffing of the mattress. You find a little cavity and you wedge the knife up in there, making sure to put it blade across so that when you roll over in the night, you don't fillet yourself through the mattress. And a job well done. You look over and watch Maud, who's sitting up in bed watching you with a quizzical look on her face. I just say, uh, better, better to keep it here, I guess, until, until we get the lay of the land and we get to know what our, you know new routine is going to be. Do you sleep okay? She looks at you and just says, quite frankly, I don't give a shit as long as that spider stays the fuck away from me. Okay. I'll, um, I'll have a word later. We should, uh, keep our eyes and ears out. Try and get, try and get used to what, what the, uh, the routine is around here this morning. See where the weak spots are. Mm-hmm. She nods at you slowly in her eyes, moving back to the hole in the wall where the spider lived. Right. Panning to the next door cell. Four two two, where Hanash and Belsi are. Uh, you can hear the kerfuffle from through the wall. You can hear the flat scraping of a mattress being lifted up and put him back down. Uh, and the sound of a man fisting his own mattress. But what are you two doing? Having spent a lot of my time in the uh, at, at the Wizard Sleeve boarding school, I'm actually quite comfortable in this disgusting environment, uh, even if I don't have a mattress. Yeah, you're just sleeping on a wooden board. Yeah, because Hanar's just taken both of my mattresses. So. I, I say to Devalsia, like, I am almost too cozy right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just like trying to, trying, trying to think of happier times. As you wake up, stiff as a plank, woken from a lovely dream of dancing with otters, you wake up, every joint in your back clicking into place as you see sunlight pouring in through the bars. You look around and you hear the, the shuffling of feet of various inmates all waking up and groaning and various obscene noises coming from other cells and just a little whimpering of Aristobulus from the cell next to yours. I'd like to start doing some push-ups if I could. Yeah? If you wish, there's the bars so the, the bars of the window are higher up, so if you wish to jump up and chin up on them. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with some chin-ups and then I'm going to go into push-ups, and I'm going to tell Belsi how to like, sit on my back. I'm going to do, <laughs> do some of them. You know, yeah, a little pump on. Okay, okay. I'm really embracing uh, the prison life. You're going to start writing short stories in here, I <laughs> Getting really fit as well. <laughs> so, yeah, in one of the most terrifying montages since Con Air, a man does push-ups and press-ups in a prison cell. Every time I do a chin-up as well, like, my little bit of metal hits that little bell, and goes, <laughs> Completely um, ripped as you are, you find yourself chinning up on the bar, just to keep a bit of definition, and, you you know, you want to you wanna keep cut in uh, prison, just to look good. Uh, after a while, you start doing press-ups with Belsiar sitting on your back. This is actually uh, more comfortable than lying on a wooden cot bed with no mattress. Yeah, I imagine it's quite quite nice and soft. 
as you find yourself rhythmically rising up and down. As you look over the pair of half-orc butt cheeks, <laughs> as you go up and down rhythmically, sitting cross-legged on his back, you just see a slightly disgruntled-looking Agrami watching you, Belsiar. <laughs> Every time, every time you pop up, you can see him. <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling you've not made a friend there. Can I, while I'm while I'm being hoisted up and down, can I have a quick look at the window? Is there like a window ledge? There is. It has that typical. If you were going to make a trope out of a prison cell, it would have a sloped window leading up, almost like you get in the cellars of most. Uh, Sheffield houses with the coal scullery that goes up with the bars. That will mean absolutely nothing to anyone who doesn't live in Sheffield, but there you go. Post-industrialised hellscape that it is. A lot of the cellars have scullery holes in them where people used to pour coal down them. So you have a diagonal shaft with some bars in them. And that is what, as you look up, every so often hoisted up by Hanash's extreme frame, you look at the metal bars and you see they are just um, iron into hard concrete. Um, I mean, it is solid stone. I mean, even Hanash's extreme frame is not doing anything to them whatsoever. How, um, how far apart are the, the bars? You could get a fist. I think Belsiar could probably get a hand or a fist through, like a fist width. You might struggle a bit as you're a bit chunkier. Fist, fist width. That's definitely, the, the, that's, that's definitely going to play into the, the name of the episode. Definitely the width of a fist. <laughs> Fistwith sounds like a schoolmaster from a post boarding school. Fistwith. I got the last one from Fistwith. <laughs> um, right, good. Uh, so as you look up, you, Hanash, have got a real green sweat on. Um, the problem being, Belsia, as you go up and down, the small stumpy tail that's growing out of the back of... Hanash starts pushing into you and you just start getting a little bit self-aware. But as rivers of sweat bucket off Hanash, as he full-on, like, it, it, it is very rocky. Like, it's a rocky montage. As it's, There's two things going on here. The half-orc is getting a sweat on and you're doing a beautiful mind. In your mind's eye, equations and algebra and geometry move around as you see all the angles of the cell as you try and work out. Can I uh, have the... Have, like, is the cell door open? No. I mean, oh. what prisons have you been to? No, they don't leave the cell door open. I just think, like, in, 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 like, in, in the prison films, and it's, like, daybreak and the door's open and everyone comes out. But I'm guessing this isn't one of... This isn't a modern prison. This is a fantasy D and D prison. Where this is a fantasy D and D prison. I know you served um, easy time. Yes, in Rikers for tax evasion. <laughs> well, this isn't it. There's no ping pong table here, man. <laughs> There's no ping pong table. Um, can I like? Are there any guards, or can I get anyone's attention? The only person who you can see for any certainty. Other than the, the man pulsating beneath you, is uh, Agrami, who is giving okay. you a fixed stare. I wave at him and I ask him if he's got any seeds. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've got to shout to him, he's a way off. He's, he's across. So if you imagine um, your cell, he's on the opposing facing cell, but you're on a higher gantry. So there's the walkway outside your cell, a big gap, and then the walkway outside his cell. So as you shout across, 
Have you any seeds? Have you any seeds? A slight look of confusion as he tries to work out whether you're talking agricultural seed or man seed. (laughs) (laughs) Do I do I know his name? I don't. I don't know if we ever met. I don't think. I don't think anyone else met him. Ever met him? I think the only person who ever met him was Nana. He was he was um, (laughs) prison lover. The last time I saw him, he was shiving a man to death in a parade ground. So I guess I, yeah, I guess I don't actually know. Happens. But he, yeah, I, I just shout, I need seeds. <laughs> I'm, I'm the bird man of Nuthush Penitentiary. I need seeds. <laughs> Confuse them by pretending to be crazy. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> you hear an unnatural silence. Like, all the voices go out. As everybody just attunes into the weird thing they just heard, like being the new guys, you were under observation anyway. People <laughs> people were gauging you to see whether you were the weak link. As you stand by the bars and hollow, if anyone has any seed, there's just an eerie silence. And then just a single high-pitched voice says, Sure thing, honey, I've got some seed. <laughs> you further down the corridor. I just shout, Thank you, stranger. Let's... Let's hook up. Let's talk seeds. <laughs> There's a round of applause. You, you, hear, you hear the corridor cheering for you. Where you guys going to get fucked? <laughs> At this point, you see wardens walking down either side of the walkway, clanging their truncheons on the bars as they announce that it's breakfast time and that all prisoners should stand back from the bars. As you all acquiesce to their demands, each of you sitting up off your bed, standing up against the far walls, the doors open and you see people are ushered out in a orderly queue watched closely by a line of guards as you are ushered to the canteen. As each of you arrives in the canteen before you get there, the waft of warm cooked food hits your nostrils as Although the food seems simple, you haven't had a good square meal in a while. And you see people forming an orderly queue at a kiosk window in the canteen. And there are various tables, each of them much akin to a picnic bench, uh, like like a table with a bench on either side. There's enough seating in here for hundreds of people. As by and large... People seem to form an orderly queue. There are guards watching from every side as each of you is handed a tray on your way into the queue. Cool. I'm going to, while I'm while I'm in the queue, I'm just kind of like sizing up because this is the first time we've been in a room with, with basically everyone in, maybe not everyone in the prison, but like everyone in this kind of wing. Um, I just want to like size up what, if I can get like a, a quick read on the on the dynamics and um, like what if there's people that are already sat down like what kind of gangs are there if I can mm-hmm. if I can like gauge like the ones who seem to be like at the top of the pecking order I guess and the ones who are going to be a threat yeah make me a perception check yeah I'm looking out for the Aryan Brotherhood and the uh, the Cholos I'm going to get the beefcake table <laughs> Yeah, Ugrami will be right there. Um, I got a 15. 15? You see people in their cliques. Um, you see people are sitting in various pockets. 
Um, I mean, nothing more than you would expect. You see a lot by race and ethnicity. People are divided. You see the muscle heads and the gym freaks who are clearly divided. Um, you do just see the occasional loner. You look out and you see the man with the porcelain mask who has a table to himself. Nobody really seems to be bothering him. Um, you see the normal milling around of stuff and you look over and you see a table of tattooed gnomes all sitting around a table with um, a particularly violent looking gnome sitting at the head of the table. Is there a free seat? There is indeed a free seat at that table. You're, you're not at the front of the queue yet. No, I was going to say, I would imagine that we're still in the, the queue for food. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just wait until I can get some food. Are we all in the same line together? Or like, if you would like we... to be, yes. You can You can all join the queue in an orderly fashion together. Mm-hmm. I want to help Bells out. And so I asked Percy and Eve Sadam if they're not letting me come back. And like, so will see. <laughs> 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 as you make you you patiently wait inching forward in the queue you notice people are watching you people know when new blood turns up at the penitentiary and eyes are definitely on you um people are aware that you're new here and they are watching for signs of weakness or to see what effect you're going to have on the penitentiary as Belsiar, you are the front of the queue. You make it to the kiosk and you see a slightly frumpy looking um, tabaxi lady who is the canteen uh, lady. And uh, she looks at you quizzically, pointing to various things. There's basically few options. There's burnt toast some sort of slop porridge or various kinds of fried meat as the tabaxi canteen lady grunts at you. Oh, I'll take some slop. Thanks. She points to your tray as you lift your tray up onto the lip of the canteen opening. She ladles out a a spoonful of burning hot slop porridge, some of which bounces onto your hand and you feel the sting of this thermonuclear porridge. Can I ask if she has any seeds in the kitchen? I knew it was fucking coming. <laughs> sure, yeah. Make me a persuasion check. I wonder what he's going to do with them, because like, if he had the feather to fly, is he going to like burrow into the ground? I think he's going to put them up his butt. <laughs> no. um, 19. 19. As you look over and say, excuse me, madam, can I bother you for some seed? She looks at you quizzically at first, looks at the size of the queue behind you, looks at the state of the food and says, what manner of seed do you want? Bird seed. Seed for birds. All right. I'm a keen ornithologist myself. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, come back here at the end of service and I'll see what I can do. I give a slow wink, like... Now fucking jog on. Take some toast and piss off. You're slowing the queue down. I, 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 I put my I stick my toast in my slop at a nice angle and 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 hit off. Like like wafer and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you now have the option of what table you're going to sit at. As you look around, there are an array of different cliques and gangs sitting at tables, a couple of loners sitting on tables. You need to find somewhere to put your burning hot bowl of porridge and jauntily placed angled toast. I think, can I, can I sit next to the, the spooky mask man? Yes, yes, if you wish. I'm very interested in this, this, this spooky mask man. Making your way over to the table, you pass various other tables of hardened-looking criminals who can't call you and jeer. Some of them are like, seed boy. <laughs> it, it completely, I, I just take it, i like, thank you, it's nice to meet you too. Yeah, you want a ladle full of seed. You make your way over to the master man's table. He doesn't look up as you hover on the periphery of the table making the international language board, can I sit here, is this table taken? He barely even batters an eyelid as you tentatively sit opposite him. He looks up and there is something wholly fixating about his cream-coloured porcelain mask as you can see piercing blue eyes behind his mask as he stares at you. Not a word is uttered as he looks back down and tries to insert a tiny... <laughs> Never has a man-eating porridge looked so terrifying. <laughs> he's not eating the porridge as much as he's threatening it out of the bowl and through the thick cloth in the front of his face. He's got like a straw that he... <laughs> All whilst never removing his piercing blue-eyed gaze off you. Right, Hannah, so you're next up in the queue. You make it to the window with the overweight, fat tabaxi uh, cantinist staring at you. Who is that, sorry? The, the canteen lady. I mean, which one? Which one of us? Hannah, sorry. I say, all right, Tabby. Uh... <laughs> she gives you a shit-eating stare. Uh, I say... Yes, please, and put my, put my thing. She just spits into your bowl. I, I go down to and uh, lick it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a weird respect coming from <laughs> <laughs> you. in the mind that people aren't going to touch you because you're going to have so many communicable diseases. <laughs> Doesn't matter which fucking prison you go to, you are always sexy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, honey pot. <laughs> no, 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 nobody's shoving you because nobody wants hep. Like, they... I mean, shoving you would be like licking a door handle in a public toilet. Like, you're probably the safest person here. As you hear a little voice behind you, Hana, she look around and see Aristobulus, who's like, I'm not sure where I'd be terrified or turned on, quite frankly. <laughs> This is so conflicting. <laughs> and then, and so I do that. I'm like, can I have a bit of everything, please, Tabby? <sighs> she looks at you, gives you a withering look, looks at the size of the queue behind you, looks at Aristobulus, who's giving her a massive grin. She looks slightly awkward. Well, she doesn't know what's going on. She just bundles it all into a bowl. You get some toast, you get some burnt meats, and you get a ladle full of porridge all on top. She just slams the bowl down. She takes off the bowl that you've licked the spit out of and just secretes it away somewhere. 
behind the counter. See, see it around and I, and I walk away, but I don't break the stair for a good 30 seconds. I'll probably fall over something, but. Get hot porridge out of yourself. I mean, there's just no chemistry between you two whatsoever. Uh, where are you going? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm interested in this porcelain man as well. I'll, I'll come down. As you look over, you sit next to the porcelain man. He just shakes his head a little bit. He's clearly not used to sharing personal space, and he's not much enjoying this. I say, all right, porky porcy. Oh, no, king of nicknames. <laughs> Patty, you walk up to the counter, and your head doesn't even meet. <laughs> I just fucking, I hold the tray up on my head. Say, uh, porridge and toast, please. She points sideways to a smaller hatch. Where there's a no, there's like a no. <laughs> I, I walk over to it and I, uh, I stick the tray out and it's go porridge and toast, please. You see the hardest-looking gnome lady you've ever seen. She's got chipped teeth, a broken nose, and a wicked scar across her eye. Almost wearing a penny. Uh, she's like, all right, yeah. And she gives you a smaller bowl with smaller portions. More proportionately laid out. She's like, are you with the seed man? <laughs> no, he's not my seed man. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I kind of like gesture behind her to the kitchen and I say, um, they let inmates work in the kitchen. Yeah. How do you think I've got this good looking? You're all right. Sweet cheeks. Um, I say, um, who, do I need to, who do I need to talk to about? getting a job I can set you up you want to be talking to um, Dick Kippers <laughs> head of kitchen staff Dick Kippers is that is that a nickname or or is that his actual name are you setting me up for a fucking run around here I mean that's racist he's a dragonborn that's Dick D-I-K Kippers Dick Kippers you want a job in here I suggest you don't snigger at his name yeah, but you admit it, you fucking laughed as well. Um, I say, I just give her like, I just like, give her like a quick wink and I say, thanks for the advice. And I go to walk away. And as he walks away, she goes, you got any contraband you want to sell? Fresh meat, fresh in here. You got anything you brought from the outside world you want to sell? I can get you a few things in exchange. I don't have anything yet, but I'll, I'll be in touch. Okay, you know where I am. I got you. All right, I can get a seed. <laughs> I'll let see. I'll go talk to the fucking seed guy. All right. Now. All right. Well, nice meeting your sweet cheeks. Enjoy. Right. Where are you going? Um. So there's the table of gnomes. Yep. Is there any? Um. Give me a quick rundown of the other tables that have got a free seat. In various assorted tables. Uh, most of the seats are taken. People are in their little cliques. Um. At this point in time. As you uh, make your way over, your your only real options are with the your friends on the porcelain mask table or with the tattooed gnomes. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go sit down with the gnomes, um, but I'm gonna if I can if I can catch either Hunash or Belsia that I as I'm walking over, I'm just gonna give a quick nod to like where I'm gonna sit. Okay, uh, Hunash Belsia, make me a perception check. Uh, 12 18 18 
Belsia, you look up first and you see the little gnome doing like some sort of like hand signals as he kind of like <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like a proper shimmy. He's doing like a little <laughs> shift as he makes his way over to the gnome bench. Uh, you wonder what he says. Hanash instantly picks up on it and works out what he's saying. Uh, as Tati, you make your way over to the table. There is one space left in the corner. As you put your tray down and sit on the corner, you feel a tension you could cut with a knife as all eyes turn to you in the gnome community. You feel very out of place. I hesitate for a fraction of a second as I recognise that. Um, And then I sit down and just dip my toast into the porridge, like knock it a little bit against the bowl and just take a bite out of the toast. As you look up in front of you, you see a tattooed gnome just staring at you. The thing that's scary is it doesn't really seem to be an emotion on his face. It's just a blank, deadpan stare like you don't even mean shit as he stares deep into your soul. As Matt throws dice on the floor. As you... I thought you were rolling then. I thought you were about to, like, <laughs> Just the sound of a hundred B20s rolling. <laughs> Permakill! <laughs> As you lock eyes with the tattooed gnome in front of you, out of your peripheral vision, you see a spoon dart into your porridge as the man next to you very slowly, very intentionally takes a spoon out of your porridge whilst maintaining eye contact. Oh, shit. And slowly puts it into his mouth suggestively, slurping the porridge off a spoon. Can I? Did he say he was looking at me suggestively as he as he does it? Absolutely. Yeah. Was it was it like? Um, and this is a very specific question, and I have no idea what the answer is going to mean to me. Was it like when you when you get like a spoonful of something and it's like a heaped spoonful? Or was it like he put his? Or was it like he put his spoon in and then like dropped loads of it back in just to make it look like he was doing something? All right, Goldilocks. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he was taking a good scoop. This wasn't testing the waters. This was a show of bravado and in. In other words, it was theft, not merely intimidation. <laughs> yes, as your lawyer. <laughs> yes. Not only was this, uh, it was gross misconduct, and uh, yeah, it was very, very affirmative as he stares at you, very, very like suggestively. He's got. I'm assuming that in this like intimidating moment, he has his own food in front of him. Absolutely, he's got his own. Yeah, food. yeah, yeah. He's finished with his food. He's not just really hungry. He's he's super hungry as. He now takes his gnome finger, dips it into your porridge, smears it round the rim, takes it out and slowly puts it into his own mouth, making a popping noise as he sucks his own finger clean. Um, I'm going to say, do you want the rest? I'm just going just gonna to look up at him and, and gesture and say, do you, want, do you want the rest of this? You look over at him as he arches an eyebrow at you. There's actually neither of the two gnomes that are sitting near you speak. A much older, wide, more seasoned gnome with slightly more tattoos. Ta- I mean, you've seen a few birds and you've seen a few bees, but some of the tattoos on this man's arms are 
biblically pornographic. Is this the guy that's at the head at the table? Yeah, the guy yeah. is at the head of the table. As he looks at you, he says, What makes you think you can come to our table, little man? <laughs> I say, um, Hey, man, I just saw I just saw a free seat and um, your man over here thought it was a good idea to start taking my porridge. For a man, this is a club table what makes you think you can come to our table and just join in our gang you look like you're fresh off the boat I am fresh off the boat I take this opportunity to shout across the canteen kill him Tassie and then I (laughs) 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 suddenly um a cafeteria full of... Patty, make me a perception check. That guy start Latino as well and then turn French. Or was that, was that speaking? <laughs> That's racist. He's fantasy construct. He's not gathered. <laughs> the accents exist independently of the nationality and regional considerations. Not international troops. <laughs> quicker than you can fucking say. Uh, I got a 15. A 15. So, Tati, as your intense negotiations, you're trying to show a level of bravado to the gang leader, you hear behind you a familiar voice of Belsio. who's like, yeah, go on, Tati, cut him. As everything goes a little bit tense, everyone locks up, and you feel a sharp pain in your abdomen. As you look down... You look down, you look up into the face of the man next to you. He's holding a blunt teaspoon at, like, that's the only thing he's got. He's got the teaspoon as he's holding it towards your vital organs. Like a blunt, a blunted teaspoon. That's all he's got, is his prison. <laughs> as a man, without breaking eye contact, is like, I will pull you like a melon. <laughs> can, can we see, like, that, like, anything's happening from Can I, um... I don't. I don't know whether you're going to consider. Th- I'm going to. I'm going to say what I want to do, and you let me know if I can do it as one thing or whether I have to do it as two things. Um, what I want to do is I want to throw the bowl of porridge in his face, and then I want to twat him with the tray. You can tell me I can only do one thing. No, we'll play that out. Okay. So whilst you look down, you want to make me um interesting okay hmm. how are we gonna do this oh i like this you are giving me i could do the i could do the bowl of porridge as like a, a like a ranged weapon attack i guess yeah hang on hang on hang on we're gonna make opposed dexterity checks to see who reacts faster so roll me a straight up dexterity check please okay 19. You got 24. Oh! As without breaking a lid, you grab your hand, go to slam the porridge and the bowl into his face. You see in a blur his hand twat the porridge out the way. It splats down the table, pouring porridge down the table. As the man opposite you grabs the top of your head and slams your head down onto the table, you hear something crunch in the side and you taste blood inside your mouth as you realise you've bitten onto your tongue as you feel a warm, coppery taste. If you hear the man at the end of the table say, 
Well, at least we know what kind of fighter you are now. Say, all this, bitch. And then don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have a a whisper. No, no. (laughs) No, my friends, you are all tongue and no fist. (laughs) You see all of the moons just eating your porridge off the table. As you look over, the man looks at you and says, Let this be your introduction to the Damali Ding-Dongs. Do not fuck with the Damali Ding-Dongs. I will cut your gonads off, and I will feed them to your stupid Dragonborn partner. Now fuck off, and do not come back to this table. Did the, did the guy, like, hold my head down when he spoke? Yes. Oh, okay. Your head is being held to the table as a man basically tells you to up sticks and fuck off and not come back. And uh, you hear a voice say, and if uh, you could get me some more toast while you were there, that would also be optimal. I leave the... I, I basically had, like, one bite of toast. I just leave that at the, at the table. As you make your way back to the table where everyone else is, you sit down at the table. The man with the porcelain mask is still there. As he... The man... The, the porcelain mask inmate has watched... Everything that goes on, and as you sit down at the table, you could almost swear that he gives you a nod for the first time, kind of acknowledging that anyone is even there with him. I, uh, I, I don't really nod back or anything. I just kind of like, I just kind of look at him for a second and then look back at the look back at the table as I sit down. Mm. And that is where we're going to pause for a quick drinks break. I told myself I wouldn't go straight into prison and go for the go for the the biggest toughest looking person I could go for, and then one of the biggest toughest gnomes I could yeah. think of fucking started dipping his finger in my porridge. <laughs> I wanted it to run over there. I wanted it to run over there and then jump sideways and then knock them all down. I'm a big guy. They're all pretty. Like, you got a fucking spike on your head, so you could do some serious harm to at least yeah. one of them. You fucked with the Damali ding dongs. <laughs> you got. You got ding dong. You got ding donged. Uh, right. I'm just going to grab a drink. I'll be right back. Right. Picking back up where we left off. All of you sitting around a table, sitting uh, eating your prison gruel, with the exception of Tati, who hasn't got any. All of you staring at the porcelain-faced sociopath. Is it just like porcelain, like mask, or is it like all around his head? Like is in? It's a frontal mask, and uh, on the back you see um, ginger hair. See why he wears the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Can I offer Tassi some of my toast out of solidarity? I um I look up at him and I I for like a second I don't react to it and then I just like close my eyes and I'm just like thank you and I hold out my hand. As you go to take the toast, an iron gripped hand reaches out as the porcelain man grips your hand. My hand. You yeah, preventing you giving the toast to Tati. As he takes the toast and puts it back on your plate. And and had me, you rogue. He looks at you, his eyes almost burning, the blue in his eyes almost brightening as you challenge him. As he cocks his head at a jaunty angle while staring at you. He's put the toast back on your plates now. 
I pick the toast up with my other hand and make a show of offering it to Tatsu with the other hand. <laughs> your second hand. I just, I, I'm just looking at the, at the, at the porcelain-based guy now. <laughs> you feel sinew and muscle in your arm that is not designed for arm wrestling as he, his cold iron steel grip drags your hand back drops the toast as you hear a cough. Both of you look sideways and you see a well-dressed dragonborn man standing next to your table as a voice says, Oh, hello, Dick, uh, Dickensian Kippers, Kitchen Warden. Do we have a problem here, gentlemen? I say no, not at all. I have a problem. I wasn't asking you, Gnome. I was asking the dragonborn who was wrestling toast. I'm trying to give some toast to my friend here in this... This 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 porcelain prick is uh, <laughs> is is trying to stop me. You um, you <laughs> you feel the grip on your wrist tightening uh, like a vice as you call him a porcelain prick. You suddenly see the toast with your hand shoot up as you um, get backhanded across the face with your wrist and your toast. Uh, with my you own toast. an armed attack on you and got 18. 18? Yeah. Damage? No, to him. No, 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 no. no. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a very powerful toast. He opened your juggler with a slice of toast. <laughs> yeah, that, that hits. That hits. And suddenly you go from almost feeling like you're sparring with him intellectually, watching your own hand and a slice of toast backhand yourself across the face. You taste blood in your mouth as the toast drops back onto your plate as Dick Kippers looks like a man who isn't going to wade into the middle of this breakfast fight. He just goes, nope, and awkwardly moves away. Um... I just look sadly at my porridge and I'm just like, you didn't have you, you shouldn't have done that you didn't <laughs> have to do that, I'm sorry looks at you for a while, looks back down at his own meal and carries on eating it not even bothering to acknowledge the existence of the kitchen warden as Dick Kippers looks over at you, Hanash he walks over and he says, well this will not do this will not do you have contraband weapons sticking out of your head as he goes to like, press the spike on the side of your head. I don't think I can get it out. I, I went through the process with it. I didn't try and sneak it in. It's been shining all the way through. <laughs> a weapon hidden in plain sight is the most dangerous. <laughs> what a prick. Please check yourself in at the Medica and see if you can have that removed. Of course, can I finish my food first? Please pop a book. Yes. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. He goes to walk away. He turns and says, No. Um, I say, um, I hear you're the, you're the man to talk to about getting a job around here. Yes. First of all, you must pass your basic orientation here in prison. And then there are various jobs available to you. Jobs in the kitchen and jobs in the commissary. Now, for those who behave themselves, for those who can prove themselves to be of sound intent, there are benefits to working there. But first, you must pass your 
orientation here in the prison. You have been here 24 hours and I am not in the habit of hiring people I do not know. Of course. You're a smart man. How long does um, how long does it take to pass our orientation? Uh, a few days. There's various things you need to learn, various tasks you need to complete. Just to make sure that you know all the safety guidelines here in the prison. We wouldn't want anything to happen to you. As he looks over at the porcelain man, who's still ignoring him. He looks over at you, Belsia, and he said, I hear you are after some seed. I say yes, but I say in draconic. He speaks back in draconic and says, A wise man would drop the seed if he knew what is good for him. I'm not a wise man. Well... He looks at you and says, a fool in his seat often parts. <laughs> I, I drop the pretense. I'm like, but it's just seed. I just want some seed. What manner of seed? Bird seed for birds. He looks at you and he leans in and he says, I do not know what manner of nefarious escape plan you are trying to concoct, Dragonborn, <laughs> but I suggest you curtail any ideas of bird-related jailbreak. Know exactly what he's planning. I'm just a, a keen on ornithologist, but if, fine. If you if you don't want to help me, we'll we'll just have to serve our sentence. If you would like me to put an official note on your jacket saying that you are a seed dealer, then <laughs> you go right ahead. As he skulks off, back away, leaving you as everyone else <coughs> looks at you. Aristobulus is looking particularly confused as he doesn't really understand what the fuck Dragonborn is and he's just heard two grown men squawking at each other. <laughs> is that what Raconic sounds like? <laughs> it's like Donald Duck. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretly a hawk. <laughs> as Aristobulus is sitting next to the porcelain man, as... He looks over, looks at the bacon on his plate. He's like, are you finished with that, mate? As he goes to like reach over for the bacon on the porcelain man's face. As he just turns around with a fork and holds it up one of Aristobulus's nostrils. As Aristobulus is like, yeah, I guess, I guess not. Okay, yeah, good, good. You. And with that, breakfast is over as people start milling out of the canteen area for the uh, morning's exercise in the yard. As you watch various people milling out of the canteen area, Hanos, you're aware that the tattooed gnomes are watching your table like a hawk. I, um, I give them a couple of tickets to the, to the gun show. I'm like... <laughs> 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 Pulling out all the classic poses... Hanash thinks he's been hit on because he's in prison, and that's that's the place where he gets the most. <laughs> that's action. all he knows. And I finish off giving him like a little shine of little little. little, little <laughs> as you uh, as you just crush a piece of toast in your bicep, <laughs> and, then, and then I give Tatty the remnants, <laughs> like bird seed. Everyone is putting their trays and their food on a rack as they leave to be washed up. Uh, The porcelain man does no such thing. He just stands up, leaves his tray on his table and just walks away, um, shoving a small dwarf out of his way. 
You notice as he walks, people tend to just stay out of his aura, his like field of effect. It's almost like people shift out of his way as you see the back of his ginger head slowly mm. vanish across the room. Bye, bye, Pussy Pig. Pussy Pig. <laughs> yes. He stops part <laughs> way across, and you just see him turn his head. He waits, and when nothing else comes from you, he turns back and carries on walking. Bye. Aristobulus <laughs> looks over at you, Hannah. She's like, Look, I do wish you wouldn't do that. I'm the one who's got to share a cell with him. I do not want to get raped in the night by a porcelain man. Yeah, I think um, I think we kind of pushed it as far as we can go by just sitting at the same table as him, and I, I don't think that's going to work again. I'm, I'm going to spot him later in the gym and we'll confess the story, guys. Aristobulus looks over at you, Tatty. He's like, good to see you made some friends. Yeah, everywhere I go, making fucking friends. Yeah. Right, well, and Aristobulus just starts pocketing bits of uneaten bacon off the um, tray left by the porcelain masked man as you slowly follow the remnants of the crowd out into the exercise yard. And the same cliques are there, amazingly. They're just slightly more spread out. There's various things. There's free weights. There's a basketball hoop. There's a running track. And there's hopscotch. Um, as you... There's also um, a pitonk. Um, it's bulls. As you see a bulls. Uh, court as well. This is quite an upmarket. We didn't all go to bull school. That's just racist. We got an orchard here as well. There's nothing upmarket about Petonk. He's just <laughs> French, you massive racist. We got a um, field as well. Yeah. yeah. As, you, as you look over, there's also people playing bridge. Uh, there's <laughs> I imagine there's like polos, princess riding over bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> Yeah, we're the yeah we're the latest ones in. So yeah. as a shuttlecock hits you in the side of the head, <laughs> made of lead. <laughs> as uh, as you look out on the vista, you see various people. Tatty, you look over and you see on the freeways your little tattooed gnome friends are furiously pumping iron. The old man on the bench lifting. It takes two gnomes on either side to spot him. I just I, I'm just gonna walk past them and um, probably stand at a wall or something, just lean and look. As, look, as you walk past, past, you hear one of the gnomes say, yes, you keep walking, little man. <laughs> the same size. <laughs> they bite my banger, bitch. <laughs> He's not sure how to reply to that. Um, Good. As you scan around um, Belsia, you don't see the porcelain man anywhere. He doesn't appear to be anywhere in this yard. You see various inmates talking to wardens, and you see the doctor, Clifford Wexley, patching up somebody who appears to be on the floor in a degree of pain. Can I, uh, I want to kind of, you know, show about a bit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do, like, some somersaults to kind of show my problem. Well, I'm very athletic. Can you do a somersault? Well, I'm, I'm, we'll see if I'm out of places. Oh, from, from All right. Okay. Surprised you haven't taken a parade ground shit in the in the exercise yard. I want to present a more, you know, like who's this guy? He's got he's got he's big big lad, but he can also do some okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you would like to do the obligatory showboating somersault, then can you make me 
a hang fire whilst I find this. Acrobatics. Can you make me an, ac- an acrobatics check, please? I can definitely six. I'm gonna go with acro- if it's a somersault, I'm gonna go more with acrobatics. Is Twenty-two, motherfucker. Twenty-two. Everyone's watching you, waiting for either somebody to challenge you or attack you, as you suddenly perform a phenomenal somersault, twisting and flipping in the air with grace. You land with a poised three-point landing. As you bow your head, the light reflecting off the spike sticking out the side of your head, there's almost a hushed respect from people at the um, <laughs> in the crowd as the two people spotting the gnome who was bench pressing forget to do their job as they're watching you and you see the weight land on the Papa Gnome's chest as he struggles with it. As the two ah, me, me, me. You fucking idiots, what are you doing? As everyone looks over you with a degree of with a degree of respect. Yes. And what, what are you guys doing? Is there anything you particularly want to do whilst you've got your 20 minutes of freedom other than everyone watching the half-orc flipping through the air like a butterfly? I guess I'm just kind of scanning kind of what I was doing in the cafeteria. Um, I, I guess I'm just scanning the the people here for like the dynamics and stuff. I mean, I kind of get the deal of the, of the Damali ding-dongs at the minute, if there's any, if there's any other kind of like groupings that I spot between here and between the cafeteria and here that are still like together and like what the dynamics are between them, I kind of want to clock it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me a perception check. Okay, now another fifteen. Another I also 15. want to. Also, did you say that the um, the porcelain mask guy wasn't here? No, he's not here. Okay. You can't see him. You can see various. Uh, there's, there's a few people who are just stunningly ugly, or uh, there's a rock troll. God knows what a rock troll is in prison for. But uh, you see a rock troll who sticks out like a sore thumb, sitting in the corner reading a book, um, leaving himself alone. As you look over in the shadows, there's various people who are keeping to the shadows underneath a wall. Um, who are staying out of the sunlight. Um, as you, f- Belsiar, feel a thud into the side of your head as a rock hits you on the side of the head and you feel fresh blood flowing oh. down your temple. I, who threw it? I look around. As you look around, you look. You can't really see everything, but everyone seems to be looking at a small dwarf covered in tattoos who you recognise from the other cell overlooking yours. As you're fairly sure Agrami has just thrown a rock into the side of your head. I'm like, rude? He, he pretends, he's doing that thing a bit like in school with the girl who fancies you. She, he's paying attention, but he's pretending not to pay attention. He's noticed that you're affronted and he quite likes it, but he's pretending to be too cool as he plays it well, cool. The joke's on him, actually. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for a rock. Oh, no. As you pick up the rock covered in your own blood, <laughs> what do you do with it? Um, I'm going to use a little a little cantrip, which requires, funnily enough, a, a an inanimate object and drops of my blood called animal object. Right. And what are you going to do with this? I'm going to make a magical bird, and I'm going to say to it, fly to a tree and get me some seeds. 
is you. Every time AJ says it, he knocks off the S at the end. <laughs> I was looking for the seed man, but all I could see was the seed of man. A <laughs> film from 1969. <laughs> As you pick up the rock covered in your own blood, you center yourself, cutting out the noise of the parade ground and the grunts and screams and, and cat calls of the people around you, and cutting out the glare of the, of the early morning sun beating down on you. As you go to your happy place, and you channel magic, and you see in the palm of your hand the rock shake and quiver as it shifts and splits and cracks and a pair of stone wings break out of it as it turns into a small stone sparrow. As you whisper something in draconic to it, it lifts off out of your palm, flies into the air as everyone looks over at it. As you see... <clears throat> four arrows at it out of the sky as you hear all the guards screaming as alarms start going off. And that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I demand a round of combat for my stumper. <laughs> I was fucking ready to, like, hunt as Mark Ugrami and, like, rush over there as soon as he threw the rock. I was like... It's going down. The is just a jealous lover. That's all he is. He has seen his ex-love bench press, press up, <laughs> carry a man on his back, and he's literally just watched him perform a 360-degree flip turn somersault in the air. And he's not willing to lose that finely chiseled green-skinned it man. Have been worse. It couldn't have been worse if he ended the somersault with his mouth around Belsiar's dick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've untapped some kind of prison lust, uh, Belsiar. Um, but clearly the management of the prison do not take well to people trying to send magical messages outside of the walls. And you seem to have kicked up an unholy source of drama for yourself. But that is where we will pick up another week. Next week. Next mm-hmm. week. Next week. Let's be confident. Next. I like this. Next week. We're going to do this. Sorry, that was a shorter episode. Hello, Pod. It's AJ again. Short but sweet. A mere amuse bouche for you this week. But fear not, we'll be back to our usual scheduling next week. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're on and help spread the word of our shenanigans far and wide. Now, I know I say this every week, but you, the listeners, are the reason we keep doing this. That and the fact it contributes towards my court-appointed community service. Turns out, underground swan fighting rings are illegal. Queenie gets pissy. But in a nutshell, all of your kind words and reviews mean the world to us. As ever, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found on the socials, on Twitter, at AdventurersANO1. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and at adventurers-anonymous.com. 
So, that just leaves enough time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel and myself. Give yourself a hearty slap on the back from all of us. And we'll see you next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy.